In part two, Storm and Jordan talk about self-help, the processes they use to stay on track and much more. This is Along the Lines podcast. Some things are just bigger than money. They, exactly, yeah. They are. Like, so, like, I really feel like I've found my purpose in life, which I didn't have before. I was just wandering around aimlessly, like just doing jobs and mm-hmm. like, yeah. no purpose. So now that I've actually got this far and like people are inspired by what I do and I'm able to like meet with people who like, I would have never otherwise met and do jobs that I love doing it's like I'll go through this struggle for that yeah, you know everything else will follow eventually I think uh, um, comparison is the thief of joy oh. I didn't make that quote by the way but I, like, <laughs> I really like it it's so true yeah I love oh, that. you should just compare yourself with your old self and nothing else although it's yeah. it is easier said than done but like a tip that I use is, for example, you know how on social media you see everyone else's lives, so it's natural to compare your life to theirs. But I don't, I try not to do it on most days. Don't go on Instagram until I'm out of the house. Um, And I'll just like write in my journals, something positive or something to just keep me in my zone, set my agenda for the day in my diary, listen to music, be in my, my world, and just like get absorbed in just being me and then check other people's lives instead of checking other people's <laughs> lives in bed haven't even been in the shower but i'm watching other people's lives and they're all dolled yeah. up and you're just yeah. in your head you're like, yeah. i'm guilty of that like, I really <laughs> it's, am. it's, it's the first thing i do in the morning i think and like, that is something i i do worry about a lot mm. to be honest but when i don't do it all the time but i can tell you this for a fact the days that i do not go on social media for at least like the first part of the day, or even like push it till like 12, 1 p.m. Yeah, you, I feel like I end up having such a productive day. And then when I am looking at other people's lives, I, look, I think, well, I've actually done stuff today. Like, so I feel like all right with myself, even though I know I'm not there, but yeah. I feel sort of- I'm on my way there. Yeah, you feel like yeah. more sturdy and like you're- Do you guys follow any kind of rituals or things that you do on a daily, weekly, monthly basis that keeps you in check mentally, physically, emotionally while you're on your journey? Whether it's maybe meditation, exercise, I know Stormy said journaling, is there anything that you think that you do that keeps you from going maybe insane? Um, I play basketball loads. Oh yeah, exercise like, loads. is like therapy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I like, try and play as many times a week as I can, usually like three times, four times, five times a week if I can. Jeez. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I find like, Especially like this year, I have I've like quit a lot of stuff. I'm trying to be a lot healthier. Like, I've quit smoking properly. Um, trying to eat better. Like cook a lot more food at home rather than ordering from out and stuff. So you know what you're eating as well. And just like looking after myself as much as I can. I mean, I'm not perfect. Still, I'm far from perfect. But like I've actually made a lot of changes that I'm very happy about in myself. But basketball is one thing that, especially if you're at home all day, just getting out of the house. Um, and having that outlet is is great for me. Mm. To keep me sort of focused, and I do try meditation, or I um, I write a lot of things down, so I see like how many things, positive things, can I write on a page, um, or like affirmations are a big thing. I write down loads of affirmations. Um, I I've all this. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, it just, it you, really helps. You do and, share it sometimes. Yeah, sometimes yeah. I share it. Sometimes I don't, <laughs> because I don't know, I feel like I don't want... I think it's really cool, like, I've seen her, and I hope she don't mind me baiting her up no, for this, but she's wrote, you. like, um, 
like almost like love letters to oh yeah, I do yourself. These, <laughs> yeah, I do these love letters to myself. Yeah, you just talk about everything you love about yourself and the world that's around you. That sounds so everything nice. about your family, anything that's in your in this like time space reality. Just writing about it and just writing it down, and then you realise like yeah, I may be still in my overdraft, but I got this double page spread of all the things amazing things that I have in my life and it just does it makes you feel more hopeful and then I also have this vision board book I haven't I bought a new one uh, to use this year I haven't started using it yet but it's this um, what I'm going to do is just stick pictures of things that I want in there um, anything could literally be anything um, just to and then look at it before bed or in the morning just to keep my mind focused on the wanted instead of the unwanted yeah and then just get excited about the future. When you focus on the negative things, that's what you attract. Obviously, that's yeah. a bit, some people say that's like woo-woo stuff, whatever, but I do feel like what you kind of give your time to is what you end up seeing more of. So even if it's not increasing, it just becomes more dominant in your life because you're just constantly thinking about it, it's you just see mi- it. It's mindset as well. Yeah. You've got to realise that 99% of things in life is mindset. And if you're like thinking negative things or doing negative things all the time, then what do you expect? No, it's very true. How do you guys feel about um, the whole negative stuff that comes with social media? I know you guys did speak about all of this mainly before, but just how people feel like it's not really human to be on social media. I know it works for you guys. You guys get books and jobs and stuff through yeah. social media, but how do you guys feel about all that stuff? It's up to the user, I guess, at the end of the day. Um, if you feel like that way about it, then probably take some time off it and stuff, I guess. I I see it sometimes, but I generally just use it to share my work, like you said, like my portfolio or as an extension of myself or to speak to, like I'm lucky to have a little following where I can speak to people and get people's like responses to stuff as well. Mm. So I, I don't really see the negative side of it, but I do hear people talking about it. Um, and I think it's just down to your usage of it really. Mm. So you're asking, can, is there a negative side to social media? Basically, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I think it's back to that comparison thing and people comparing themselves to others, number one, but also comparing themselves to a false, made-up version of other people. Um, I think it's, That's why I think it's good to just be disciplined and have balance. I think also it depends who you're, who you're following as well. Yeah. Follow people that inspire you. Follow people that in yeah that just that don't make you angry. Like follow ex- exciting people, yeah. people that you can engage with, people that genuinely inspire you. And so you might have to do a little what's it called social media cleanup, the cleansing, cleansing. cleansing. Yes. yeah. Just like I'm following a bunch of people. <laughs> Though that is, I think that's very important. Yeah. I only follow people who I know personally or who inspire me. Mm-hmm. I don't really follow like the ce- like the celebrity culture like a lot of people as well. Maybe that's why I don't see a lot of the negatives. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's what where most of the negatives do come from. It's not that mm. they're posting negative stuff, but a lot of people no. do compare it's, themselves. Yeah, because then it makes you feel bad about your life because they'll be on a yacht and you're yeah. at yeah. work or something, yeah. you know. And like that's yeah, right. just it was worlds apart at the end of the day. Mm. But you're just different people. Mm. Or a lot of people would then say, you know that's what they're aiming towards or maybe do you know when everyone's like 2018 was like whack 2019's my year to get to this imaginary place which mm. is not that it's not doable but if the goal is so far ahead you just need to think also about why 2018 was so dead for you 
Like if you think <laughs> yeah, if that if that was a bad year, what was it that made it bad? Because I think a lot of people just think it's 2019 now, so let me try again, but do the same things. Now that's very important because one thing that I've noticed a lot of people don't like to basically look at what they could do better. Mm. They blame everything and everyone around them, mm. but not themselves. A lot yeah, of victims. Exactly. A lot of victims out here. Yeah, it's like if you always do the same thing, can't expect the same results. Yeah, like, yeah. It's I don't know. It's just it's easy. It's it's understandable why people then get so wound up year after year, do yeah. the same thing, or maybe they kind of like sign up to the gym in January, don't go, <laughs> and then they cancel yeah. it in March, and then <laughs> I've tried they, that too. <laughs> they stop buying green stuff and everything's in the packet and it's beige. You know, it's yeah. kind of easy to see because it's the easy option. The easy option is always going to potentially be our default, especially living in the Western world. And so then sometimes to prevail and go to the next stage in your life, you do have to do a lot of the hard things, which is changing. Yeah. Or maybe doing things differently. If you've always joined a gym in January as your way to get fit, maybe that's just not your way yeah. and it's okay. Don't do so it. Even like for me, I don't, I don't like waking up early. Uh, now that I even have evening shows on radio and stuff with Gaudem, I don't have, I can do it at 1am. Yeah. It's not a time... I don't have to be at a desk at 9am. Yeah. But sometimes I get frustrated with myself when... You wake up late. Yeah, and then I'm like, no, I don't necessarily <laughs> have to be a morning person. Maybe I just need to be more um, productive with, say, if I'm going to work afternoons and evenings, just make sure I'm really focused in that time. Yeah. Then it's, it's okay if I wake up in the morning. It's the same as it's someone just... that woke up at 430 because they think it's cool and then they get their work done before 9am. But then they just go to bed earlier, so it's like... Yeah, yeah, literally, it just depends on like what suits you best. I think this whole culture of like, oh, no sleep is, is dumb as well. Yeah, to look after yourself. Each to their own. I can't stop sleeping, yeah. so... A lot of people like, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, the, you know, the, the entrepreneur that shouts at people, yeah. he has this theory where you work, if you work nine to five, mm. But then you want to change your life. What you do, after you come in from work, you do your 7 to 2 shift. So you work from 7 p.m. to 2 a.m. After the 9 to 5. Yeah, to build that new life you want. And then you go and do it. I I get it in a way. It's like almost doing whatever it takes. Because some people just can't give up the 9 to 5. They can't do it. Yeah, Um, Yeah, mortgage or whatever. It's got to be a temporary thing. We, We don't have children. We're like... You know, not everyone can do that, for example, at my bar job, Thursdays to Sundays mainly. Yeah. Um, but I can afford to... Well, no, I can't really afford... Well, I can't... I don't have some... I'm not responsible for someone else. Not, yeah, you haven't got any so dependents, if I'm suffering, yeah. it's just me. It's not... Yeah, I don't have anyone depending on me. So... But not everyone can do that. Yeah. you just got to find your way. Yeah, and it's really, yeah. really different, difficult for some people to come to terms with that. I don't know, personally, I feel like... You've got to do what's right for you. And a lot of people are so... Like, my mantra for this year is to be kind to myself. I spent so many years kind of being like, oh, you don't wake up early, you haven't done this, but it's like, okay, let's not do that anymore. Let's be kind. Let's, each month, let's do self-reflection. Let's see what we did good, what we can do yeah. better next month. You, like, I just feel like the more you kind of talk yourself down and get mad at yourself, it's not going to help you because you're hurting the person that you want to do better. Mm-hmm. You, it, you can't talk the person down and expect them to get back up and rise even higher yeah because it's like you're playing this mental mind game with yourself where you're being the tough coach but 
the tough coach gets to go home and sleep where the mm. person they shy that goes home with the doubt. So you're the person that's shy at yourself and then you're living you with yourself. Be real with yourself. Yeah. It's like teachers, yeah. Like if a teacher just shouts at you all the time, you're not gonna like them. Yeah, you're not Whereas gonna it's always the teachers that, you know, take time to actually sit with you and work out, okay, what's really going on in your head? Why is it why can't you do the work? Mm-hmm. So you've got to actually do that to yourself and then you might find the reason, like don't know, the reason might be say, I don't know, smoking weed or something, that might be the reason why you're so tired. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the factor that you need to put out. That's why you can't wake up in the morning, but you can't just be mad, you can't be angry at yourself. You've got to like, decode got to, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah what, definitely. What you've done is you've looked into, you've looked into what was going wrong and you've figured out what you're going to do differently, which is admirable, you know, and which is what we should all do. I'm not saying like what you want to do will work for everyone. Yeah, but of if course, you look yeah. into you know, like, what is actually going wrong or what you're There's not enjoying reason, in life I think, and stuff. Yeah. As to why, yeah. yeah, definitely. There's always something deeper. And a lot of the time it's that thing that we suppress because we don't want to deal mm. with. Yeah. And sometimes when you kind of deal with that and confront that, not saying that everything would just, like, go smoothly, but... No, it can get fun. worse to get better, but yeah. at least you're on the right track. But life's a learning curve, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. you're learning how to deal with these things and you're learning about yourself every year as well, I think. <laughs> It's kind of mad to think. Yeah. You know. I know. Oh my God. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. Great. Yeah. Even though I've been in this body my whole yeah. life, yeah. Yeah. still it's figuring mad. out new things. <laughs> Have you learned anything new about yourself since last year? Oh. Yeah, loads. Loads. What would you say? I'm reading this book at the minute, and it's actually taught me that I was making a lot of excuses for myself. I think, mm-hmm. um, and that's one thing that I think was holding me back, and also seeking comfortability over what I want to actually do, which a lot of people can probably see sense in. But for me, I don't know. I it's, Obviously, it's great to be comfortable. Oh, yeah. But do you want to be comfortable in a place where you're not? Or do you want to be, where, where you don't want to be, sorry? Or do you want to be comfortable in that place that you aspire to be? Yeah. That's true. I think a good way of thinking about that one is, do you want to be comfortable when you're not really tired or do you want to do so much hard work that you could be comfortable in a place where you can truly rest you know because a lot of us can like all of us have homes to go to fortunately but imagine if you work that bit harder you can have a place that you kind of built and you have it the way you exactly want it so when you rest you're truly resting yeah i love that yeah Yeah. i think that that and what's the book called by the way the book i'm reading is called feel the fear and do it anyway i heard of that book is it really good do you know what i am actually finding this work wonders for me there's like little exercises in it as well which takes you away from reading so like I've got a chart on my wall right now which is from pain to power and you kind of mark where you are on that and that's about like um taking life back into your own hands and being accountable for your actions and stuff and it's really really gripping actually I'm not much of a reader but when I do read it's usually self-help stuff and this has got me hooked yeah got me hooked yeah I'm a huge fan of self-help books and th- and sort of things like that so I think the biggest things I've learned over the last year or so about myself is um, give myself more time to do like self-help work because I, if I know that I feel better when I do then I should do it more so it's just yeah making time for that and using the power of no so for example don't go out every night because then I'm not going to have time to work on myself and then I'm not going to feel as good, so, yeah. 3% of your income should go into self-development. Mm. So that is courses, 
magazines, if it was for you, um, courses, whatever it is, 3% of your monthly income should go back into you, yeah. making you a better person. Cause then, and as you earn more money, it goes up to 7%, 20%, depending on how much you earn, yeah. but it starts yeah. off at free. Because if you're not constantly monthly checking in with yourself or giving yourself, giving yourself what you need, whether it's that moleskin notebook with that nice pen that makes you feel good or... Yeah, things like that can actually inspire you to get writing again yeah. rather than if you just buy any notebook and you might not be inspired by it listen if I get another pucker pad I'm going to throw against the wall I don't like it it needs to be the one I want it needs to be nice it needs to be yeah like get, spend yeah. a bit more yeah. money on it like yeah. I buy these diaries um, every I saw year. on your Instagram yeah, yeah and it's it's £10 but um, and it's this big A4 diary but I'm glad that I'm spending that because it, I'm going to be excited to open it every day or the, the vision board book that I was talking about, that was, I think that was almost £20. It's quite big and it's got like glitter all over it. But it looks nice, it feels nice. I'm going to be excited to open it instead yeah. of it just being some like really basic, cheap, flimsy thing that I'm yeah. not going to yeah. care about. Like you want it to feel like self-care to feel special. Like, you do, like you're pampering yourself. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. Yeah, the best way to go about it is, is imagine you're buying it for someone you really love. Yeah. You wouldn't get them the pucker pad, you'd get them the moleskin. <laughs> so let's do that for ourselves. Yeah. I feel like um I feel like some people are just scamming in, in this self help industry, you know what I'm saying? I've seen some stuff like where you have to buy a certain book, um, then you gotta write a line every day. I don't feel like, like you should have to do anything yeah, yeah, but like Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what it was, like it just started to become a chore for me. I'm like, oh shit, I got this book, I've written my line a day. You got like ten days to catch up on. Yeah, and you got to do this for five years or so. So it's a five-year journal. I've got one as well, and I'm just done with it. Yeah, you write a line, so it's got questions at the top. Like for example, um, once I left it in the office here, and I didn't come in for three days, and I'm there stressed. I'm like, I don't remember how I felt three days ago. I'm definitely not knocking your opinion on that, but. I kind of get it because it's about building a routine. Yeah, and that's like, exactly it's like discipline. That. It's discipline like is so with, needed. What I'm doing with basketball this year, like I'm forcing myself to play as much as I can. So then, um, like the routine is like embedded in me almost. So like I get up early to do it. And again, with writing that, if you write one line every day, or if like I'm using my pain to power chart every day, then that becomes a routine and it's mm. almost instinct after a while. So yeah, you're being told to do it at first. But then a few months in, you, you'll notice yourself subconsciously doing it. Yeah, I think for me, yeah, I put um, time on my like list of things to do for the day. Like it could be simple errands, like actual things that I need to do. But then I'll actually incorporate like self-help or visualization, and I have it as a box to tick in the before everything else. So it's like I actually feel like. Just make it feel like there's something that I have to do. But then if I don't do it, I won't beat myself up because I tell myself, I'll just start again tomorrow. Like, sometimes I don't write in my journal every day. But what I'll do is I'll put it by my by the side of my bed so that with a pen so it's there to write in first thing in the morning. But say if I wake up late and I've got a rush, I just say, I'm not mad at myself. I'll do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be there tomorrow. Getting mad at yourself, can, I don't feel like nothing worse, good so can ever come out of getting mad at yourself. You just cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say, when sometimes we do get mad at yourself, we do get shit done. So you could come to that realisation. If it doesn't like, tip to the crime, the realisation yeah, of, you know yeah. what, let me dust myself up and get it done. It's, it's well, balance, it depends yeah. how hard you are on yourself. Obviously, yeah. I see some people are different. But for me, whenever I put stuff off, is 
only until that time I'm like, okay, no, nah, you gotta be serious now, or else you're gonna flop, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? You don't wanna be a flop, so get your stuff together, make yeah. this shit happen. So and that's like almost done, a, you know what I'm saying? a sense of pressure that you're then putting on yourself because I guess you work well under it. Yeah. Yeah, you okay, must yeah, do, boy. I'll be like crumbling. Yeah. 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 There's also one thing that um, Jerry Seinfeld used in his earlier days of um, stand-up comedy is that each day he would write at least one joke. And then on a calendar, he would like get a red pen and cross out the date. And the thing that used to, his words, turn him on was the fact that he had all these rows of like crosses that meant that he is writing a joke a day, which means that he's becoming a better comedian, which means that he's one step closer to getting all of his goals accomplished. Yeah. And a lot of the jokes he wrote were used on this show that was like one of the best like sitcoms ever. So sometimes you might need a visual cue. So some people use a calendar or they might use something like yeah. a treat or, you know, if I do it today, I might get a sweet or something, you know, that's what a lot of yeah. people do. I do visual, but work seeing so you can have an overview. Like I do like a, a nine week calendar so I can see from a from a distance, for example, if I haven't worked on, um, I don't know, say if I wanted to create a YouTube series, for example, yeah. if I haven't worked on that for three weeks, I can see that bit's been blank for three weeks. It's like confrontation. Yeah. Like, oh, oh. But then I say if I can see radio, I've done lots of things I wanted to do at radio and that's like completely full. It just means yeah. maybe I should focus on this a bit more. And yeah. I think like with phones, uh, I don't have a visual calendar and I haven't had a visual calendar for, for many years. Um, but I find reward, reward works really well for me. Like, even if it's something I need or like something that I should just have anyway, mm. it's like, get this done first, then you can sit down and do that or whatever, yeah. or, you know. Yeah, so for me, what I've learned about myself in the past year or so is that I was doing a lot of things that were urgent and not doing the important things. And I learned that from... Um, the seven habits of highly effective people. Because a lot of the time, the urgent things might be, I don't know, to eat, shower, like we run a production company, email clients, like, you know, scan your receipts. Yeah. But I wasn't doing the important things, writing new scripts, going to events, meeting new people. And then I saw a balance shift where we we're at the point where especially like creatively, if you're not doing the things that you need to do. Like for example, I wrote a feature film, I shot it and everything, that was like two years ago. And since then, I haven't written anything since. And it's only when I looked at myself, I thought, why haven't I written anything since? Because yeah. I was doing a bunch of urgent things mm. and not important things. Mm. And the urgent things, a lot of the time, they're not important, they're, they're yeah. just in your face. They're just thrown at you. Oh, someone's calling me. Oh, let me just pause my work. And then you go on the phone, then you kind of forget what it's you were doing. Huge distractions. Yeah, so huge distractions. that is my thing. And luckily I was able to turn that around. But reading that book, you kind of make this little kind of diagram and you kind of make sure that you're focusing on the second quadrant instead of the first one, because it's easy to kind of just do the bunch of urgent things, yeah. but what is truly important to you, that is what you should be yeah, doing every what, day. Sometimes I write on a piece of paper in the morning, what do I want? So what do I actually, what's the big goal? Um, so that could be, I want to be like a primetime TV presenter, or want to have a national radio show, things like that. Just write it down so I don't forget like what I'm actually... Yeah, it's so And then that can inform my things yeah. to do today. Uh, make sure that, yeah, make sure that my big goal, that I'm sort of got that in mind when writing my normal errand daily thing to do, because otherwise you can lose sight of your end goal trying to do the 
day-to-day errands and like... I feel like I'm so underprepared compared to most of you. Like, I don't really, like, plan out my days like that either. And I've always got my end goal in mind. But everyone's different. Like, you, I feel like I have to write everything down, whereas you might be able to just hold that in your head. Yeah, yeah you're maybe. doing stuff. We've seen the video, child. Yeah. You're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm definitely trying. I understand for a lot of people as well. I get this from um, actually speaking to my cousin. Like, some people can find having the end goal in mind like a bit daunting because mm. it's so far away so some people prefer to like have smaller little goals that almost lead up to where you want to be in the end so it doesn't matter if you're one of them people I suppose you know mm. for me I always have the, the big picture in mind but that's just how I see things you know yeah definitely I just feel like it's so interesting how we all kind of navigate that because for me, I spent a lot of time kind of just like feeling, the word was overwhelmed. Yeah. I think it's so easy. I get overwhelmed, repertoire, I get overwhelmed so easily. Like, so for me to then say to myself, you know what? The reason why I'm feeling overwhelmed is because everything that I was doing was deemed urgent. Imagine you're doing like five urgent things yeah, in one day. You're gonna like crumble. Gotta put things mm. on the back, some things on the back burner. Yeah, literally. I'm not, even work, I'm not even working in A&E or anything, but it just felt like this constant, like everything's like yeah. urgent on red alert, but then kind of shifting and still doing obviously the urgent things, but then focusing on things are important. How do, you, how do you deal with it if you don't mind me asking? Do you kind of write a list of like got an order of what's just prioritised? So the way I do it is I go on like the calendar on like Apple and I just kind of like break it down by time. Okay, what I'm going to do, maybe four hours of this, two hours of that, one hour of this, five minutes of that. Five days a week, I do that for the whole month. Then I use that as a guideline. And then if, for example, one week goes by where because I've, I've done a lot of urgent things, I haven't done a lot of other things, I then have to work on the weekend. So I try my best to accomplish those things on Monday to Friday so I'd have to spend my weekends at work catching up. So that's how I do it. And I also try and use a lot of, like, I write a lot as well by hand, so then I keep that by my side. So I might write in a notebook things that I need to finish up and I leave it by my desk so when I come in, I can see that. So I try to use, like, the digital and analogue way of, like, kind of keeping track of what I've done. Writing by hand seems to be, like quite a big thing in the creative industries. I love writing I by hand. I, I do it as well, like a notepad <laughs> yeah, will do. always be better than like notes on my phone. Literally, so. yeah, like most of the, I, I'm pretty sure like most people's first ideas, they're, they're analog. The only reason we have these is because like it needs to be delivered in a format that is yeah. easily distributed. But yeah, I definitely think getting in touch with writing and I just think it allows you naturally, I, I read somewhere that the reason why by hand you're able to come up with better ideas is because by the time you're typing, the way your brain like connects with your hands when you're typing is not the same way as your brain connects with your hand as you're writing. So the ideas actually come out more fluid, whereas when you're at a keyboard, it is, it's more like a stutter. There's like another step in between. Yeah. And it's not natural to like us. pressing a button yeah. and then the one letter comes up and then another button, another letter. Yeah. I'm so I slow at typing as well. Yeah, same. <laughs> I can't do that whole touch thing. I've tried, I've really tried. Nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so definitely like I feel like also knowing what tools work for you. Like, I don't know if you've read the book, Still Like an Artist, but he has this thing where he has an analog desk and a digital desk. So the analog desk has his notebooks, pencils, pens, whatever else. The digital desk, you know, has the computer. He spends 75% of his time on the analog. Drawing, writing, whatever, planning. Brings it to life on the digital. That's it. 
Because when you think about it, if you're, like for me personally, if I go on a computer, me personally, and I'm trying to write something, I'm just going to be like, well, Instagram. Like naturally you will just kind of like find ways to kind of allow your mind to buffer. Even just having that other tab open, even if you're not using it, it's like, it's a distraction. See the little plus in the corner, like, let me just see what the bigger internet's saying. I already checked it on my phone, but let's see. So I feel like also giving yourselves the, the right tools. If you know that if you're confronted with a piece of paper, as well, you're going to have to write something because I don't know if you read um, The War of Art, but that book kind of talks about like people that want to write and say they've got writer's block. Writer's block is not real, he says. It's about you have to kind of set yourself up in the position to start working and then inspiration will hit you. If you wait for inspiration to hit you, you will never finish any project you want to do yeah. or start it because inspiration does not find the lazy people. So if you want to, like I don't know, start doing something, if you sit down there, and you start and it's hard, eventually you'll get into the swing of it because... Yeah. That's, in, that's important. And yeah. I have heard that from, from an artist perspective before, actually. Do you, do you find that, especially working towards a brief storm, having yeah. a deadline and stuff, I suppose you can't let writer's block... Um, I think you have to get stuck in. Like, I remember um, I, I was asked to write a poem for International Women's Day a few years ago when I was... I used to perform poetry quite a lot. Um, and I wanted it to be like the most amazing poem ever. I kept on putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. And then it was on the day and I was like, right, I need to do this. Like, I need a couple. And then literally, even then, I still started doing other urgent things. Like, oh, I need to eat breakfast. And yeah. got to do this, got to do that. Oh. And then it got to the last hour. I was like, I need to leave the house an hour. I need to write this poem, even though I had, I had months to do it. And then... I wrote one sentence and, I st- and then I started writing it and it went so well and I was thinking, I've made this poem so amazing in this hour because I thought I've had to do it. I may- imagine if I did that, but I gave myself an hour every day for those three months, how much I can sort of refine that poem even further. Because it was already good in that hour, but I was thinking if I had more time, I could really like make that even better. So I wish... Yeah, so sort of next projects, I just want to um, just kind of force myself mm. and just hang in there a bit longer. And just what I think it's good to work in um, small chunks, but every day. So like, yeah, say on a poem or article or book or something, do an hour a day or even 40 minutes a day, but just solid. You're not distracted, yeah. just 40 minutes. And say if it doesn't work out, but you know you're going to go back on it the next day. It's, should have done that with my dissertation as well, but... Oh, that's like us, our dissertation, we did that in like a week. But to what yeah. you said, Storm, like, there's one thing that somebody could say about your situation, that is the law of Parkinson, where you could have had three months or an hour, it, the poem would have been the same, essentially. Oh, yeah, yeah, you could argue that. Or that had to happen to you, so you could learn in the future before something bigger came up, mm-hmm. that you can't do that again. Because Oprah had the same thing. When she had to talk to the students at Harvard, she had three months, then it was three days. Wow. And she, was like, I, she hadn't written anything because she said it was such a big task yeah. to her. And it happens to all of us, but I feel like naturally when you have no choice and you're backed in the corner by time, you are going to perform your best. And that's why you were able to write that poem. And essentially it wasn't something that maybe you were embarrassed by. But obviously 
you were able to take that as a lesson learned. It didn't make you cocky and think, oh, next time I'm just going to leave everything to an hour. You know, lucky you're not doing that. But sometimes these things just happen for the lesson. It's just for the lesson. It's just, I, yeah, yeah, sometimes I, you put things off because it seems overwhelming. Oh, yeah. And it's yeah. like because you really care about it as well. You want to do well. But then, and it's like knowing that you're, you're probably good, you're good at it. You know you can do it really well. So, I don't know, you just get scared, you make excuses. But if you just start, just start somewhere. Yeah, that's the hardest thing. Like, sometimes I've been writing screenplays since I was like 13, but when I get overwhelmed, I Google how to write a screenplay, even though I've been doing it for yes. ages. Because it's like, it's just like, it's part of the, okay, if I Google this, then it's like I'm doing the No, it's yeah. not doing yeah. it. You're just like, <laughs> looking at other people. You must have gone Facebook, that's the equivalent. What are you doing my dissertation? Or what is a literature review? Like, I know, you know in your I heart. I know what it is, kind of. Well, you know, you know enough. In hindsight, yeah. You're just looking for that little spark, that spark of creativity or whatever. But it's inside. It's yeah, just start. Yeah. But it'd be nice before you wrap up to maybe hear about some of the things that places our audience can find you, any links you'd like to share out to the listeners so they can learn more about you or what you believe in or anything you want them to um, buy. Yeah, well, definitely Instagram. We spoke about it so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel like yeah, it has to be done, you know. It's, a, um, at, it's at Jazzy George for me. Spell it. Spell it's, it for them. It's J A double Z Y J O R D Z. No excuses, guys. <laughs> no, check it out. Um, obviously, any feedback's welcome, and I try my best to respond with as many people as I can. So let's get in contact. Okay, yeah, my Instagram is at stormyjxx. So it's S T O R M J X X. Stormy, not Storm. Oh, wow. See, I'm dyslexic, by the way. Shout out to my dyslexic listeners. Yeah, I can't spell. But it's fine. You can still be an editor whilst being dyslexic. (laughs) But yeah, Stormy JXX. You can find everything there. And I've got links to like my articles, uh, Galdem articles on there. Yeah, Mm. is there anything you guys want to share? I've just had an ASOS campaign come out like today. Yeah, we'll put the link (laughs) in the show notes. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty happy about it as well. I get, I've got a few words in there. There might be some stuff in the pipeline. Just oh. probably check on the Instagram and, and, and you will see everything. You can be part of the journey, the Jazzy Jaws experience. Wow. Um, well, I'm just going to say this now because it's going to force me to actually stick to it. Um, but I'm, I, well, one of my biggest goals is to start DJing. I already do radio, so I'm used to playing music from a system already provided to me but I want to actually DJ in real life like outside the studio basically um but one of the first steps is I'm gonna make make playlists release sort of weekly playlists we'll all be listening yes well thank you Storm thank you Jordan for speaking with us and I hope you guys all enjoyed that and thank you for listening to Along the Lines podcast Thank you for listening to Along the Lines podcast, hosted by myself, Shanika Johnson-Sims, and produced by Raphael Bomasari.